your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. On the phone with me now for the first half of the show is Lacrosse County Board Chair Monica Cruz. Hi, Monica. Hi, Rick. How's it going? I, it's going good. It's Monday, so it's going okay. And I there's just a couple of things. The county board's monthly meeting is this Thursday, so I thought, hey, like let's look at the agenda and and do a little bit of a preview. I'm doing previews now for things. I'm trying to do this all the time, more more, more consistent. And then I looked at the agenda, and it's like mm, not that not that exciting. But there's a couple of right. things on there. Um, but other things I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, spring elections are coming up. So the, the county board, obviously, every every two years, the county board is what not what is now 30 seats up for election, whether or not the they're, they're contested or not. So we could talk about that a little bit, uh, maybe issues going forward that might be part of the election. I know that. Uh, and then and then a couple of things on the county board agenda, the county administrator, Jane Claycamp, her contract is up. And then there's some some stuff with PFAS drilling and a county board strategic Plan. That's not on the agenda. That's the other thing I want to talk about. Is there yep. one of those that's the the quickest thing we can talk about? Quick? What? Like what's quick? Jane Claycamp. Is that a quick conversation? That's a quick one. Yes. Okay. So, um, as you know, Jane Claycamp is our new county administrator. She's one year in, and so we have to renegotiate the contract. The one that we have agreed on, the, count, the executive committee already did this, is uh, a two-year contract, um, which is pretty standard. The first year, you know, is at a slightly increased money amount. <laughs> I'm trying to say. A little bit of a raise, you know, you're saying. A little bit of a raise. That's what I was trying to say. Thank you. Yes. And then the next year, the second year, is another little bit of a raise. Correct. And other than that, it's a very standard contract. I mean, she doesn't get like a lot of extras. You know, she doesn't get um, a retention bonus or a car or anything like that. So Yeah, she doesn't um, even. She, and she comes on with me after each county board meeting. She doesn't get crap for coming on with me. I'll just tell you that. She has <laughs> to do that for free, right? <laughs> All right. So and there's a couple other things that I want to talk about. And let mm-hmm. me look. Let me look at the clock. We got a, We got a couple of minutes here before we go go to break. So this has been an issue that I've been thinking about when it comes to, okay, so the town of Campbell has been on bottled water for over two and a half years now as the state, the feds, even the county kind of, I don't know, fight about it, but like this in the cities kind of discuss like what to do with the contaminated water or the contaminated private wells on the town of Campbell. And one of those options was to drill below the contaminated water to get what what is beneath there, what we've I think we've discovered already is not contaminated water, but in my head gravity works. So if you drill through the contaminated water to get to the good water below, won't the contaminated water contaminate the water below it because of gravity? I mean, do you guys do you guys discuss this in county board meetings? Like, are we going to give all this money to to drill this aquifer and and then it's going to contaminate all the water? Well, we absolutely discuss it, and it's a way longer discussion than two minutes, Rick. Uh, but there are ways to be, you know, to drill through um, that layer of shale to get to that lower aquifer that would not contaminate it. But it has to be done the right way. The science is there, the technology is available. But now we want to make sure that people are careful and, you know, don't like mess it up and, uh, you know, uh, use. Um, unacceptable um, drilling techniques and all that. So that's what this um, resolution is all about, to make sure that the the lower aquifer stays uncontaminated. All right. And yeah, it is, it is a very, you know, um, difficult, complex 
issue as far as what are we going to do about it, who's going to pay for it. And that's, of course, the, the crux of the matter. Who's going to pay the millions and millions of dollars to, you know, create a new water system or or purify whatever's there? You know, I mean, there there are some ways of addressing the problem, but they're all very expensive. And we don't have to end that conversation, but we have to go to break. Monica Cruz, the Lacrosse County Board Chair, she's going to stick around for another first half of the show, and then I'm going to bring on the public relations person with Quick Trip to talk about a big expansion project that they, well, it just came out today, so we'll talk about that at the bottom half of the hour. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I am Rick Solom. On the phone with me is Monica Cruz. She is the Lacrosse County Board Chair. We're doing a little bit of a well, we're kind of previewing a bunch of stuff, and, and some of that is the monthly meeting that's happening Thursday in the county administration office. Uh, we already talked about one of the items they're going to, well, I, I'm guessing you will renew Jane Clay Camp's contract, or you will be going through another hefty process of trying to find a new county administrator, right? That's a possibility? <laughs> oh, God forbid. Um, I, you know, technically it is a possibility, but I don't think it's going to happen. Right. I think we'll renew her contract. She's doing a great job. Yeah. Uh, there's there's ATV roads legislation. So you've created maps to uh, to show the public what roads we will be able to drive on in certain areas of the county with our ATVs? Correct. Yes. They've identified four different routes. And as you know, um, some time ago, a couple of months ago, I think, we okayed a new ATV routes plan. And now each of those um, individual routes has to be um, uh, approved. And so four of them are coming up for approval on Thursday night. Now, do you take the four-wheeler down those roads to test them out, Monica, or not? Um, I have not, no. But, you know, I could still do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you're going to vote on it. You better make sure those those roads are good for the ATV use. No, I'm just kidding. Um that- uh, yeah. And kind of off the agenda, two things happening. Uh, the spring elections are obviously coming up. we got to start talking about this because it's going to be here before we know it. It's already almost January and the elections are yeah. uh, the elections are in April. But if there's more than three county board members on a on a in a district, then there will be a primary. So um, at, at this point, I think there are five open races so where where people are there are 17 contested races monica out of the out of the 30 seats so far i think the deadline is mm-hmm. fast approaching where to to get registered if you wanted to run for those races and five of those are open right. so we will have at least five brand new county board members um what are your thoughts there you've been on the county board long enough to see like is this pretty pretty typical how we're how it's shaping out um, I think it's a pretty full field this time around. Um, I think uh, maybe a little bit higher than usual. Um, and actually, you said uh, if it's three or more, it's actually if it's, uh, yeah, three, you know, if if there's three candidates, then we have to have a primary, right? Yeah. So, um, and so far, we don't have any of those. So, you know, there are no three-way races right now that I'm aware of. I haven't looked today. And um, I think we have until January Second, I believe people can uh, can still take out candidacy papers. Am I right on that? Did you double check that? I didn't double check that. <laughs> I should have. I, th- I think it is January 2nd. Yeah. So there are a few um, uncontested races where um, there are no, you know, no challengers. So but most of them have challengers this time around. So it'll be, uh, you know, it'll be wild and woolly. Yeah, so a little bit busier, a little, you know, could be a little bit more of a changeover. I feel like the last election had quite a bit of changeover too. Um, yeah, w- w- yeah, we did. 
What, mm-hmm. what do you, people, I think. Mm-hmm. What do you see as, do you have off the top of your head, like any, you know what, this, these might be some issues as we go into this county board uh, race in this April election. Um, these, are, these are probably like top issues that the county is dealing with. Anything off the top of your head? Well, I don't think there's anything real controversial going on in the county right now. You know, not like divisive issues that people are going to, you know, um, go to the mats for. Um, I think, um, you know, in many cases there are um, ideological um, issues that I think people ascribe to um, different candidates. They'll, you know, somebody will say that person is too liberal and never vote for them or that person is too, you know, too, uh, too right or too Trump or too whatever. And I think those are maybe going to be some of those issues, but I don't see any real um, divisive um, issues um, on, on the lacrosse front. So you see, you see this race as like everything else getting political when it's a nonpartisan race. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. I see that <laughs> for sure. And I mean, you can tell that from the fact that last time around, uh, the Republican Party was really pouring a lot of money into these races. It didn't happen on the Democratic side. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen this time around on either side, but you know, there definitely was big money involved, which normally is not. Normally, candidates pay for their own races, and that's that. So, yeah, I think it's becoming much more politicized. Would you like, maybe if the parties just didn't get involved in the races, not even just money, but like endorsements and stuff like that, where they just stayed out of the race? Like, I've had conversations with a political science professor, and and he gets kind of mad about like how the counties get involved, or not the counties, but the the, the parties, the, the, the political mm-hmm. parties where they get involved. I mean, I don't know if there's yeah. rules. There could be rules against it, but like, what, what's your opinion? Um, I don't know that there's rules against it, but I would much prefer that. I mean, if the parties did not get involved, if there weren't money pouring in, I mean, it's sort of, to me, it's sort of anathema to, um, you know, people even wanting to get involved because they figure they have to somehow raise a lot of money because, Last time around, so-and-so spent $5,000. That's just crazy. You know, we usually spend way less than 2000 So, yeah, I don't like seeing that at all. I don't like, you know, that politicization of, of the process. You, you spent $2,000 on a race? I never have, no. Oh, I don't you have. think I've even ever spent, no, I don't think I've ever even spent, like, more than 1200 Okay, I mean. You know, that's, like, yeah, a lot more typical, you know, to spend like, you know, between 1000 and 2000 some people buy yard signs. Those end up costing a bunch of money. I've never had yard signs, so, you know, that's not been an expense for me. Well, I just, I think like any, you know, 1000 bucks to, to run for county board or even 2000 bucks, any amount of money like that just seems like a lot a lot of money to me. Um, when you could just come on the show and we'll just do it that way. No. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I, think, I think it does, it does discourage people from doing it, you know, and we want to. Um, you know, g- recruit a wide swath of the population in lacrosse to feel that, you know, they can run for public office. But if there's big money involved, then that'll discourage a lot of people, I'm afraid. Yeah. And, and when I brought up if, if there were rules, I, I was thinking, like, could there be rules? Like, could the state come in and say, oh, like, hey, yeah. political parties, you can't be involved in, in nonpartisan races. It would be hilarious because you look at the state Supreme Court race and, and just, just yeah. it's laughable. It would, it would be hilarious and would probably never happen because think about who's, who would be making those rules, right? Right. The yeah, worst the, offenders of them all. <laughs> um, we're speaking with Monica Cruz, the Lacrosse County Board Chair. Okay, so another thing that's kind of just out of left field a little bit. It's not on the agenda. And I, 
I think you, you I think you talked about it in the past, not you personally on the show, but um, Jane and I, Jane Claycamp, the county administrator, and I have talked about it, but I don't think we ever got to uh, got to it on the show. But you're you're you guys are discussing having a county board strategic plan. And I don't know if that's individual or if that's like we're all going to come to a consensus that these are the the priorities that the county board wants to proceed with over the next X amount of years. Is that a good summation of that? And how many years would it be? Yeah, close, five years. Okay, so like a five-year forward plan. And then would that be each – and then how would, how, would, how would you have 30 people on the county board come to a consensus on this? Okay, so we have already – um, hired a consultant to help us with that process because we realized there's, you know, there's probably no chance that we could all, you know, work this out in, in any meaningful way that, um, you know, we could set up this plan unless we really wanted to spend just a whole lot of time together uh, hammering it out. So this consultant is going to come in and help us set priorities and help us, you know, uh, figure out what our resources are and, uh, you know, what the needs in the county are and all that good stuff. So they'll do a lot of research. They'll do surveying, all that kind of stuff that we really don't have time to do. And the reason that we felt we needed this is because, especially lately, a lot of requests come to the county board during budget time, sometimes really like late in the process. Suddenly somebody wants, you know, a half a million dollars for something. Or this time around, it was just a whole big bunch of money for building roads. And, you know, those kind of things are very destabilizing um, when you think you've got kind of a budget uh, etched out, you know, yeah. figured out. And then suddenly all these requests come in and, you know, you don't want to say to one you know, group, yes, you can do it. And another group, no. So that's where strategic plan will be really helpful. You know, it'll help us set priorities and then direct resources to meeting those priorities. Now, so Monica, now, Monica, are you putting on your ATV helmet now as you talk on the phone or... Because it definitely sounds well, like that. <laughs> <laughs> I need someone to invite me on their ATV. I don't have one. Right. No, it just sound, it sounds like you're muffled <laughs> a little bit. So it sounds like you're talking through your oh, helmet. I am not. I'm talking to you as I was before. It's your it's your phone. It's my it's my fault. No, it's fine. Um, I, I wanted to get the joke out there. So, okay. So the strategic plan. So you're going to hire a consultant. I, this consultant sounds a little bit like maybe, maybe a marriage counselor. You're going to get 30 people in here. Okay, guys, let's come together. Let's talk this out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, but kind of like that. Right. Um, I mean, we've gotten pretty good. I don't know if Clay, uh, if Dane has talked to you about this, but we've gotten pretty good at getting together uh, and, you know, breaking the bread together and really like diving deep into issues and coming up with some good solutions. So I'm real, I'm real encouraged um, by what we've been doing with our quarterly uh, planning sessions where we just kind of get casual and comfortable and start talking about things. Yeah. So it's not, so, a, th- this isn't anything new. You're just, it, the strategic plan would just be like further down the road. Is there a good example of like what, something that might land on the strategic plan that all the county board or most of the county board would agree with? Well, we all agree that roads need to be fixed, right? And some people think that we should just, you know, raid the general fund and put $30 million into roads right now. And then other people are saying, no, you know, we need to follow a plan and maybe put $5 million each year into roads or maybe $7 million. And, you know, a strategic plan would help us figure that out. How much do we really want to devote to roads every single year? So 
that's a, I think a really good example of that. Okay. What about a, what about another example? The roads is so easy. Is there another example? <laughs> is there one that's like more interesting than roads? <laughs> <laughs> you don't think roads are interesting? Huh? No, I, I don't. Okay. It's, it's too easy, Bill. <laughs> like it's too, like, it's very relatable and I totally understand yeah. the dilemma. And if we can come up with a, like a allotted amount each year that I get that, but like, what else would there be yeah. on that thing? Okay, so all those uh, priorities that we had um, for the ARPA spending, you know, those were those were things that we really had to, you know, think about. Um, we had a bunch of money available, so we had to figure out how to spend that money, right? Yeah. Now, with ARPA money gone now, now we're actually working with, you know, our county money, taxpayer money. And so we have to follow kind of a similar uh, process by deciding, okay, um, we have a limited amount of money. What do we want to spend that money on? For example, um, right now we're spending a whole bunch of money on Hillview, on yep. uh, you know re- reconstructing Hillview and, and reimagining it. Um, we might um, down the line um, work on a plan with um, West Salem, where we're taking some of the county uh, land that we still own up in West Salem, and maybe do some work for us housing with that. And uh, that would not be cheap, and we would have to, you know, come to some agreement as to how much money we think, you know, we can come up with, how much money West Salem can come up with, how much money we can get through grants. So those are all some big decisions that, um, you know, need to be made, but um, can be pretty controversial, you know, when not everybody's on board. So those would be some more examples. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, last thing before I let you go, like when would we have like a timeline? You know what, the strategic plan, we're going to do it by the end of, I don't know, the end of 2024, we're going to have a plan or even before that? Yeah, we're going to have a plan by the end of 24 for sure. We're hoping we'll have a plan by mid-year of 24. Okay. So we're looking at about a six-month process, hopefully. Okay, that's La Crosse County Board Monica, uh, La Crosse County Board Chair Monica Cruz uh, just doing a little preview of a bunch of stuff coming up. Thanks a lot, Monica. Thank you. Happy holidays. <laughs> you too. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk Quick Trip, big expansion project. All right, welcome back to La Crosse Talk PM. I am Rick Solom. On the phone with me now is Quick Trip PR. I'm just going to say that. Public Relations, Ben Leibel. Some big news dropped in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel today. I'm kind of mad, Ben. You could have told me about this and we could have dropped it on Wisdom News, but that's fine. But the Quick Trip is expanding. So it, it looks like a $151 million expansion. Will we, Will this be, are you guys building now what would be officially be the Taj Mahal of Quick Trips, as Charlie Barron's always refers? <laughs> well, we've got a couple of different things in the works right now. The first one there is the new office space that we bought in Alaska. That's going to service our training needs. Uh, right now, we've got store leaders that come in uh, to the cross for training. And the building that we currently house them in uh, actually used to be an old curling club facility. Um, and so it's just kind of, it's time for some for some newer office space. And uh, we had the opportunity to, to buy that building in Alaska. And so we're going to have our training department out there. We're going to have our uh, credit folks out there and some other departments, um, but it's just going to be a newer look, uh, much more modern and updated yeah, that, facility for our coworkers to that, come. It just gets a little dangerous with all the ice, right? And you're just right. like slipping <laughs> exactly, and sliding around. Exactly. You got to look out for that. Wait, uh, old so curling places. Is there... then, 
Um, you know, growth is good. When, whenever we're in the process of building 30 to 50 new stores a year, um, we need to, you know, hire more coworkers to help facilitate that growth. Um, and that's statewide. You know, with us building more and more stores in the state of Wisconsin, uh, we try and be that one-stop shop in the communities that we're in. Um, so whether that be, you know, they can get their grocery needs, their snacks, their drinks, their fuel, whatever it might be, um, we really look to try and um, – facilitate that for our for our guests all right so from from the article it says that you bought a 10 million dollar three-story building on alaska to house like some training some accounting like you said okay but the the rest of this is 151 million dollar expansion i would imagine the rest of that expansion would be in the industrial complex in lacrosse so it's going to be um, a larger part of growth across the state of Wisconsin, not necessarily just in the cross. Um, you know, like I said, as we grow um, with with more stores every year, uh, we need to expand our dairy, our bakery, our commissary. Um, and so it, that just looks different for what we can do, um, not only in the cross, but uh, also across the state as well. All right. So the second half of this is like food production, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What does that look like and where does it happen? The expansion. So I can't, unfortunately, tell you right now where it's going to happen um, outside of lacrosse. But, uh, yeah, we're as, as the more that we grow, um, certainly the needs are there for us to get more and more product to our guests uh, statewide. Um, you know, with us being as far north as Hudson Eagle River up there, all the way down to um, Beloit, Janesville, you know, all the way over to Sheboygan, we're, we're basically covering every corner of the state. Um, and there's only so much that we can do um, out of lacrosse. To, to make sure that all of our stores have the, the needs that um, they have to make sure the products are in the store and in the guest's hands. So, um, so that's where that is coming into play as far as looking at the uh, future expansion. Now, this, this deal, we're speaking with Ben Leibel, PR with Quick Trip. This deal was worked out with what's called Weedick. It's a terrible name. Okay, so Quick Trip is going to receive about $15 million in state tax credits. No, wait, is that right? Or it's $21 million. Okay. $15 million in state tax tax credits for the project. Yeah, that was created in 2017 to assist with our growth. All right, and then the story says the Enterprise Zone, something about an Enterprise Zone. That was the thing that Weedick created in in 2017 to to help businesses grow, I think, uh, through tax credits. Uh, the Enterprise Zone allotted up to $21 million in tax credits to expand food production and support operations. That award was tied to plan, to a plan to spend $300 million on those facilities and hire 300 new workers. You guys, you guys blew them numbers out of the water, so you get these other tax credits. Can you explain to me how the tax credit works? Is it, is it, it's got to be a combination of like investing in infrastructure and then also hitting like some hiring requirements? Yeah, you nailed it. So it's basically um, putting money into our existing facilities and or building newer facilities and then also making sure that we're creating jobs in the state of Wisconsin um, for the residents that live here. So is there a number? Is, is there a way to quantify this? Like for every job that Quick Trip creates, it's going to get this much in tax credits. You guys figure that out? So with the partnership that we have with Weedick, um, basically the new award that we have uh, that was awarded to us, um, it's based on Quick Trip having invested um, $325 million into our existing lacrosse operations. Um, and then also that's tied to over 1,700 tax credit eligible jobs um, since 2017. What do you have to do to, to hit the requirements for a job? Like, is it a part-time job? Is it a full-time job? Is it a permanent job? Or could it be like, Somebody that works construction on building or remodeling your Onalaska facility where, you know, in six months that job will go away. Do you, do you have that? Do you know that? 
That's a great question, and I don't have the answer to that, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Uh, see, I'm getting into the weed. That's not my forte. It's apparently not yours either. That's fine. Uh, does it have to be new jobs? Do you know that? Yeah, so it would be new jobs for um, the tax credits that we receive from weeding. Okay, and we don't know like how long you need to fill those jobs or... It would be interesting to know that, like part-time, full-time. Is it? It would be. Is it That'd the person? Be, yeah, those would be good numbers to have. Is it the person that you know has the hairnet on and is making the fried chicken, or is it like the construction worker that's making the building? So, um, and and then how? This is weird too because it's talking about money, and it's always kind of interesting talking about money. But how does Quick Trip get the tax credits? Like, do, does Quick Trip get a check from Wisconsin? Do you? When does that happen? Like, when you meet the requirements, do you have to have a plan? Do you show, hey, here's the 500 jobs we created. Now give me the money. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great question. So our credit team is is hard at work constantly um, making sure that they've got all the data that make sure or to make sure um, that we're fulfilling those requirements for the money that we receive to show that we are creating those jobs uh, on the back end. So um, they're always going back and looking at the you know the last year, two previous years um, data to to make sure how many coworkers we hired, uh, full time, part time, to make sure we're hitting all those numbers. Yeah, I was trying to do the math and it looked like it worked out to about $3,500 a job or $14,000 per job in tax credits. But it's wonky math, so it's it's hard to figure out. And when it comes to these tax credits, Ben, are they are they like income for Quick Trip? Does the state tax the tax credits? This is where you need some more accountants to talk about this. <laughs> that the, Yeah, I, I would need uh, one of my credit friends on this call to explain all that. Uh, that's beyond my, my knowledge base for this. So unfortunately, I don't have that answer to that question. Okay, so we're speaking with Ben Liable with PR with Quick Trip. He's not the accountant, so but I have accounting numbers that, that I, I, wa- I kind of wanted to throw out there. Okay, so you're going to expand in the business district in Onalaska in, in terms of accounting. And then you're going to expand food production. It sounds like throughout the state, you can't say exactly where. But these are what kind of jobs would these be? Like when you say expanding food production, like can you explain like the kind of jobs that you'd be hiring here? Um, I don't know if I can get into that because I would probably give it away as to what's going to be happening. So unfortunately, I don't know that I can talk about that yet either. All right. So it's 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 possibly like one of my friends who, you know, throws pepperonis on the pizza. Could be could be one of those. (laughs) Now, the Lacrosse Times, it's, which website is not working anymore, so I don't know if the Lacrosse Times went under like a lot of news organizations, and I'll just say this is like The Onion. It's a goofy website, but it was really funny. Now, a couple of months, maybe a year ago, they predicted that Lacrosse would soon become just one giant quick trip. Is that the goal here? Because, you guys, this is a lot of this is millions of dollars in expansion. Are we going to build just one giant quick trip? You know, uh, there might be some people who would be pushing for that, but uh, in all honesty, again, we're we're just basically there uh, to partner with the communities that we're in, um, provide great guest service, give everyone clean restrooms as they're either going from work to home or on the road traveling, um, and do it all with a smile and give them great food. So, you know, we're happy with, with where we're at, um, but like I said earlier, growth is always good. It's not only good for, for our coworkers that are with Quick Trip, but also for the communities that we're currently in and for the communities that we will be in in the future as well. Like, how do you do that, Ben? When I ask you, you know, essentially, is Quick Trip just going to build a giant building on top of the city of La Crosse, and then you have to go into PR mode and you can't even joke, right? Like that's pretty, that was pretty solid. That was a good job. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. My (laughs) boss will be happy. Um, Okay. So let's just do, I got a couple more jokes for you because the quick trips always, you know, and you guys on social media, you like to have a lot of fun with yours, even, uh, even at the expense of yourself. 
So, Ben, can and I'm sure you've answered this question before, but what are the requirements for Quick Trip to build another Quick Trip? And then, uh, and then, does it have to be at least 100 yards away from an old Quick Trip, or um, are, are there new rules? Because I lived in Winona a lot of times, and man, it was a block away. And now I drive through the Crescent, and obviously, the, the I think that might be the closest pair of Quick Trips in the city now, or in the area anyway. I don't know about the rest of the state, but in the Crescent, obviously, there's the Quick Trip, like you know. A hundred, couple hundred yards from the other quick trip. So, do you guys have new rules with that, or are you still building quick trips on adjacent blocks? Oh well, yeah, we're still uh, building quick trips across from quick trips. Um, I don't know if you remember on the south side down by the Walmart there, we yeah. had, um, you know, the quick trip on the right hand side as you're kind of heading down to Stoddard, and then we also had the quick trip on the left hand side. They were probably, you know, what seemed like 50 yards apart, but uh, we ended up closing that one store um, as you were heading. What is that north? Yep. Um, heading into town. So yeah, you know, we. Uh, we look at car counts. We look at uh, how many people are driving by, you know, certain properties um, every day, the the busy drive times, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um, we want it to make sense, um, and so that's what we take a look at um, just to make sure it's it's going to be viable for, for us, not only now but in the future as well. I mean, the one on the south side was funny, too, because when the one quick trip ran out of apples, you would just yell at the other, <laughs> and they would throw apples over the highway to the other team. Yeah, we almost had like a carrier pigeon that would go from one store to the next, just taking stuff back and forth. I mean, the, the La Crescent one's got to be the – I mean, it, Ben, is there any – you're from the area. Is there any one that's more ridiculous than La Crescent where it's just right down the road? And it, that one's great because you don't have to go through the stupid lights at La Crescent to get to that one. Yeah, the only other one that I know of that close is in Holman. Um, we've got the store that's attached to the Burger King there, and then we also have the one uh, that's in the um, the parking lot of Festival Foods there, and that's probably just as close, if not closer, than the one in the Crescent. So we we do tend to build them uh, pretty close to each other. All right, the other thing I'm I was thinking, so um, I keep now this is business, so maybe bring this to your superiors. The Lacrosse Center is still called the Lacrosse Center, but we we sell the naming rights to everything around here. What if the city of La Crosse, you know, could you come to the city of La Crosse with a proposal to buy the naming rights of the La Crosse Center and then call it like the Quick Trip Center? You guys ever talk about doing something like that? You know, we haven't, but uh, you might be onto something there. I'll have to take that to the higher ups and see what they think about that. I mean, it's not it's not even I know I'm, I'm joking kind of, but it's not like that ridiculous. And the city is, you know, like always could use some extra money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh <laughs> If I if that ends up going through, I'll make sure to give credit where credit is due. <laughs> and I think like uh, I think they might have just made a deal with a uh, with a food service industry there in the cross center. But you guys could have just put a hot spot in the basement there for every event. I mean, this is I have yeah. a lot of ideas, Ben. Also, uh, along with that, you guys could start another business called Quick Trip Catering with a K. And then you just drop hot spots off at all the parties and the wedding receptions. You just drop that bar off that you, when you walk into a quick trip, there's that the hot spot. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. And you just drop that off at a, at a wedding reception or at the end of a wedding reception, right? When everyone needs to like just kind of, you know what I mean? At the end, yeah, uh, like a 10 before- o'clock snack, right? You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, you need some food and. We could certainly help with that potentially. Yeah, I don't know. Something again. You got some great ideas. Yeah, I don't know why you haven't haven't started Quick Trip Catering. It's kind of a travesty, honestly. <laughs> um, that's Ben Liable. He's with the PR team at Quick Trip. Okay, so one more time, Ben, can you just kind of sum up what the news was and um, and and what you guys are what you can say you guys are planning here? 
Yeah, you bet. So uh, thanks to Weedic, we're receiving um, some tax money to help us with future growth and expansion for Quick Trip. Um, so we're going to be taking a look at uh, future expansion with not only stores, but other um, venues across the state. And then we also purchased um, a office building, office space here in Onalaska uh, to service our training needs along with our accounting departments and some other departments as well. So uh, excited for what the future has to uh, has to hold for us. And as uh, Scott and Don always say, the best is yet to come. All right. Um, all right. Just real quick. When you say that these expansions, obviously the office centers for training and the other one is not stores, right? Is not gas stations. It's something totally different. We, we, we just can't say what that is exactly. yet. Yep. Something. Yep. Exactly. All right. That's Ben Libel. Thanks a lot, Ben. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Rick. Have a good day. All right. We got to take a break. We'll be back. Is this the best Christmas song? The best rap Christmas song, that's for sure. That's going to wrap it up for a Monday of Lacrosse Talk PM. Uh, thanks again to Ben Leibel on the Quick Trip Public Relations team. And, of course, to Monica, Monica Cruz, the Lacrosse County Board Chair. It is pretty pretty crazy. I, I want to get some answers, so I'm going to email Ben and, and uh, Quick Trip some of those answers when it comes to – or some of the questions – to get some answers when it comes to how how Weedick works, the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation. There, I remembered it. If I don't have to think about it, I remember it. And and how it works with tax credits. Do they if if a if a company gets tax credits for hiring a hundred jobs, what do those jobs need to be? Do they need to be permanent? Can they be? Do they need to be full time? Do they need to be? Can they be can they be part time workers? Uh, can they be construction jobs? So if Quick Trip's building this facility, right, and it sounds like a lot of these facilities might be outside of Lacrosse when it comes to food distribution, but the office building in on Alaska, well, they could hire a construction company, and those guys would be the jobs that they bring in, right? Let's just say it's a hundred dudes, well, a hundred people, right, and those guys work for six months, build the thing, and then they're done. Does Quick Trip get tax credits for hiring those hundred people for six months, and then poof, they're gone? So the the jobs aren't really jobs anymore, right? They they were, but they're gone. They're not permanent to Lacrosse or Lacrosse County or to Onalaska. Um, and then you know, like, or could they be just part timers? Could they be part time people that work in food distribution, where they come in for four hour shifts or something like that? Um, I'm I'm guessing, right? Like. I'm guessing that they would have to be permanent full-time jobs, but that's just me being an optimist. Um, but yeah, $151 million in expansion and $15 million in state tax credits. And I tried to do the math. It ended up being like $3,500 a job to Quick Trip or $14,000 a job to Quick Trip, depending on how you wanted to look at that math. Uh, so a little bit, you know, that's a big discrepancy. It, it it's nothing it's nothing like the Foxconn deal, and the Foxconn deal is is a boondoggle. Boondoggle is that the right term? But it's it just never panned out, and it's like one of the worst deals. Even if it if it panned out, it would have been a bad deal. But now it didn't even pan out. They just took all that land and and nothing. Changed some rules for giant corporations to uh, bypass court systems if they want to do something. Um, 
but but it never panned out. But the the amount of money, and I don't have it off the top of my head, but the amount of money per job that that was that Foxconn would have got back was was like the amount of money like somebody could make in a year. It was like a ninety thousand dollars or a hundred. It, it was a ridiculous amount of money. It was like, well, Wisconsin, if you just gave that money to somebody for to work, <laughs> if you just hired them at that amount, that would be an awesome paying job for that person. And instead, you're flipping over and giving it to the giant corporation. Like the the, the tax credit would have been better off just giving it to somebody for nothing. Instead of the giant corporation, because it, it just, the payoff wasn't there. It was a, really weird. But anyway, that's all the time I have for today. Coming up tomorrow, Lacrosse County DA Tim Grinky.